Rev it up and welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 2111. This week on Cars Yeah, we're celebrating the 35th anniversary of Hot August Nights, where the air vibrates with sounds of muffled rumbles of modified engines, rays of sunlight shine off the polished chrome, and heavy scents of Dapper Dan hair pomade fill the air. To learn more and plan your trip, go to hotaugustnight.net. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hello, inspiring automotive enthusiasts, and welcome to Cars Yeah. Today I'm in Indianapolis, Indiana. What better place to go fast? with a very special guest by the name of Brandon Bernstein. Brandon, welcome to Cars Yeah. Do you have any gear? And are you ready to release the clutch? Oh, yeah, definitely. Glad to be here. Something you've been asked to do many, many times, my friend. Now, before we get into your career and your past career as a racer, what's one little thing, Brandon, that maybe most people don't know about you? Uh, probably the one little thing is that, uh, I was a cheerleader back in uh, the day. Uh, most people don't know that about me. They know about my career and everything, but, uh, yeah. So I was a cheerleader back in the day. All right. Well, now everybody knows. Well, you know, I remember back in high school, we had a cheering squad and there was a couple guys that were part of that. And did you do all those acrobatics where you throw the cheerleaders way up in the air and hopefully catch them before they slam to the ground yes yes i did as a matter of fact yeah we were uh we were one of uh only two or three male squads that uh that did all the stunts and everything with the uh with the ladies and and we would go to camp and there would be i don't know close to 500 girls at uh at uh, cheer camp and we were the only squad or actually there's two squads that had uh, males and so we uh we got to do all the stunts with all the girls so that was one of the main reasons why i did it so to speak well i was gonna say you're a pretty smart young man uh, back in junior high and high school i took typing lessons now back then little do we know we would all be at keyboard for our our entire lives now yeah exactly, but back right? then yeah. yeah back then you know in the 70s uh everybody thought well you know typing class was for the girls that would go and be a secretary and i remember friends that said why are you taking typing and i said that's where all the girls wow. are <laughs> why do you think it makes sense absolutely <laughs> yeah yep. mm-hmm. absolutely well let me give you a proper introduction and we're going to dive into a fun world that you've lived brandon bernstein is the director of partnership marketing at lucas oil products he's the son of six-time nhra champion Kenny Bernstein. He and his father became the first father-son duo in NHRA's 50-year history to win at the same national event when they doubled at the Summit Racing Nationals back in April of 2001. Brandon has a long and successful history in racing, having worked as crew members, chief, crew chiefs, general managers, driving, racing, and winning. He has the distinction of having the most successful career launch of any other top fuel or funny car driver in NHRA history, winning five of his first 13 starts. Whoa, dude. Congratulations. Yeah, thanks. In 2012, Brandon was selected to drive the MAV-TV Lucas Oil Top Fuel Dragster for Morgan Lucas. You listeners will remember Morgan's been a guest on the show here. Brandon has 19 NHRA Top Fuel career victories on his resume. And in 2020, 
Lucas Oil recognized a winner and welcomed Brandon Bernstein as their Director of Partnership Marketing. In his role, Brandon is responsible for all Lucas Oil athletic sponsorships, which supports Lucas Oil grassroots racing initiatives. We'll be back in just a moment, but first a word from our valued sponsor. So give them a little listen. Keep your seatbelts on. We're going to be riding fast today with Brandon. We'll be right back. My friends at Covercraft offer you 10 different options. That's right, 10 for your vehicle's protection. You can choose from WeatherShield HP, HD, Sunbrella, Ultratect, Reflect, FormFit, Custom View Shield, and their newest five-layer all-climate cover, three-layer moderate climate cover, and a five-layer indoor option. You have all sorts of ways to protect your car. All of these are custom-tailored by Covercraft's talented craftspeople. It's the form and fit with the quality to attention to detail that's been their standard since 1965. Surface protection is the best way to preserve the investment you've made in your vehicles. It's what I do. Covercraft protects cars, trucks, motorcycles, RVs, trailers, and watercraft too. I have a Covercraft cover for every one of my vehicles, and I've got a deal for you. If you use the code YEAH21, Y-E-A-H-21, at Covercraft.com, they'll give you 10% off your order, plus you get free shipping. That's right, 10% off and free shipping. Just use the code YEAH21 at checkout. Covercraft, protecting the things that move you. Did you know American Collectors Insurance isn't just for your automobiles? They also insure your valuable collections of automobilia and other collectibles. If you're like me, you've invested in a lot of cool collectibles over the years. Those items are valuable. And if you were to lose them in a theft or a fire, well, try to get your normal homeowner's insurance to pay you what they're worth. Good luck with that. American Collectors Insurance provides you with assurance and confidence that your collectibles are fully covered. They insure a lot of items, including automobilia, wine, baseball cards, books, figurines, die-cast models, model trains, glassware, sports memorabilia, toys, and a whole lot more. American Collectors Insurance, they've been protecting us enthusiasts since 1976. They provide you with an agreed value insurance policy backed by a long history of taking care of their clients. Give them a call today for your personal agreed value quote at 866-ACI-YEAH. That's 866-224-9324. Tell them you're a friend of mine, Mark Green's here at Cars Yeah. American Collectors Insurance. Classic car insurance designed by collectors for collectors. Automotive enthusiasts just like you and me. That's American Collectors Insurance. So, Brandon, let's. Uh, I was going to say, normally I say, let's dive a little deeper in the corner, but you're into drag racing. No corners involved in drag racing. So, let's yeah. just buckle up tight and wait for the Christmas tree to light up. This racing career, I want to talk a little bit about that first before we get into what you're doing at Lucas Oil today. My goodness. Now, having a dad like Kenny kind of got you started. Sounds like you were born with uh, motor oil in the veins, right? Yeah, so to speak, definitely. Um, you know, it, it's kind of funny, though, too. I didn't uh, drive anything as a kid growing up. Um, I uh, played soccer all my life, club ball, high school ball, and then two years at college. Um, you know, my dad was always like, let's get your degree first, and then we'll see where, where the racing goes and everything. And so my racing career really started out of college, and uh, I worked on my dad's team for about six years as a crew guy. And then he gave me the shot at, you know, going into the A fuel class, which is the alcohol class, alcohol dragster class in 2001. And that's when I, uh, when I went to nine finals, won uh, five, six, seven races, something like that, and won rookie of the year. And that's when we both won, you know, like you said, in that, in that intro that 
we both won the the uh, race in Vegas there and everything. And um, it was just kind of a natural fit for me. I just it was like you said, it was in my in my veins, and it just uh, just just clicked. And so um, then I just got uh, I got that kind of my feet wet there, and then uh, went back on my uh, dad's team in 2002 um, for his last year in the top fuel car, and then in 03 was my rookie year, and that's when I started my career in top fuel. You know, this sounds like fun, and it's interesting to me that you didn't do any driving before you got out of college, but your father's a very smart man. He wanted to make sure you got your education first. Most of the time you hear about these drag racers starting when they're kids and the mini dragsters. I've had many of those guests on the show here, including some women uh, that became champions as well. But it sounds like to me, having worked around your dad's team and, and just through osmosis of visually watching everything, kind of the business back end of racing, that then when you finally got to sit in the seat, did it come kind of natural for you? It really did. And that's and that's exactly what it was. I mean, I, I did... I mean, thousands of runs in my head, you know, just basically watching the car and watching him and learning from him and, mm-hmm. and listening and talking to him after a run and, and just basically being engrossed in the racing side of it in day-to-day, you know, operations and really learning everything there is to know about these race cars and from the ground up. And that's, that's really what, uh, what really catapulted my career in, in, in learning so quickly and in, in, in these driving situations. And you've worked for some other interesting teams as well. So it sounds like you got out of the scope of your dad's world and got a lot of experience in other teams, including some very interesting ones, right? Yeah, definitely. So I was very fortunate enough to be, like I said, with the Alan Abi team, and that was the the Sheik of Qatar, which is the yeah. Prince of Qatar. Yeah. And uh, and so we got I got pretty close to him and um and, and got to you know actually run his pro mod teams. So. I was the GM for his pro mod teams and he had five of those cars at one time running. And so we were, we were pretty busy with all those. And we, we spent, um, close to, I don't know, a month long over there in Doha, um, in the winter. And, uh, we ran those cars over there to get ready for our season, um, in the States. And so it was an, it was an experience and, uh, it's a lot of fun, um, you know, getting to know, you know, the Sheik a little bit better. And then, uh, obviously being over in Doha is a, no, a whole nother world. Oh my gosh. I can't imagine. Yeah, yep. that must have been fascinating. Well, let's uh, roll into uh, more motor oil in the veins, if you will, and jumping on board in the middle of a crazy pandemic with Lucas Oil. Now, here's a company that, my goodness, has certainly been in drag racing. The name is virtually everywhere when it comes to racing. How did that connection come together? So obviously we were at, on my dad's team, basically in the, in the Budweiser days, um, you know, when my dad was driving, we actually brought Lucas into drag racing. They were the first sponsor um, that we had as an associate sponsor in drag racing. And they'd never been in drag racing. I remember to this day sitting in the office in Corona, California, doing the deal with my dad and sitting there with Forrest and, and Forrest was pretty adamant about uh, the spot that he wanted on the mud flap, the top of the mud flap. He wanted that Lucas name right up there. And, and so we, we did the deal with him and, and, and it was, it was awesome. I mean, so we've been, I've been around the family practically, um, all my life, or at least most of my racing life and everything. So they were a sponsor on my dad's car for, for many, many years. And then obviously when my dad retired and, and I took over that we were still sponsored by him for all those years that I drove. And then when we decided to get out of the, out of the racing side altogether, my dad retired and got out and I, and he sold the team. Then I went to actually Morgan and said, you know, hey, I'm looking for a ride, and and uh, and Morgan had his second car there, and uh, and and so he gave me a job as a as a hired driver on his second car, and so I drove 
from Morgan for two years. So Morgan and I have been really close friends and we raced against each other, you know, when I was driving for my dad. So we were, we were good friends for a long time. And so that's the connection there. So you must feel like you're back with another family in, in essence, right? Yeah, it is. I mean, honestly, it is. It, it really does feel like that. I've been very close to Forrest and Charlotte, you know, all my life. And obviously with, you know, being great friends with Morgan, it does feel like that I'm back with the family. And um, it feels like that this is, uh, you know, a place that I that I kind of call home. Yeah, so it is really nice to be be, be involved with the, this company and be uh, be with these people. Oh, yeah, you're certainly fortunate. That's for, for sure. So let's talk about your role there now since you started in 2020. Mm-hmm. Director of Partnership Marketing. Talk more about what your involvement is, what you do for Lucas Oil and what you do to help support uh, other racing initiatives and uh, teams and people. Yeah, exactly. So we're, um, so basically what I'm in charge of is all the motorsports, uh, for Lucas Oil. And, uh, when I say all the motorsports, I'm talking tracks, um, our ambassador program with all of our, um, ambassadors that we sponsor our teams, basically all of our series sponsorships, all of that is under me. And so with that entails, you know, close to, uh, what are we at now? Close to 400 sponsorships that we have with, um, with all the motorsports and wow. whether it be NASCAR, IndyCar, NHRA, um, you know, sprint cars, midgets, asphalt, dirt, whatever it is, we're involved in everything. So as you know, I mean, like you said, I mean, our name's synonymous everywhere. with all of racing. So yeah. pretty much everywhere. And so that's kind of the, the crux of what I deal with. And, it, and whether it's, you know, monetary or product, um, we have, you know, sponsorships all over the place. And so that's kind of my uh, my involvement. I do have some other, you know, stuff in the marketing department where we where I take care of um, some other properties, but but mainly it's all motorsports. Very, very cool. Well, Lucas is one of those names that, gosh, since I've been around, you just see everywhere for forever. I remember him even seeing your name on little decals when I was building models as a kid. I mean, they've just been in the racing industry forever and it's, it's absolutely brilliant. And what they do to help support racers and keep them on the track and entertaining all of us is quite spectacular. Let's talk about a key driving inspiration for you, a mentor, someone in your life that's really helped you get to where you are. Could you share some stories about who that person might be? Well, the main person is really my father. I mean, my father really, you know, was a major inspiration in in my career and and obviously, you know, where I am to this point. He was always, you know, obviously not not so much the racing side, but really the business side. And and as you know, most people know, you know, we had an IndyCar team, we had a NASCAR team, we had the drag team back in the day, and 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 my father had a, a sports marketing team also that that went alongside all of those. So you know, he's a very um, instrumental in teaching me the business side of things and and how to run these teams and run businesses and things like that. So he really is the main reason where I am today and how I how I kind of modeled, you know, my life um, after his and try and try and really, you know, learn as much as I could, you know, throughout the years of being on his race team and learning, you know, how to how to deal with contracts, how to deal with sponsors, how to deal with, you know, the racing side of it and, you know, learn as much as I could, you know, during all those years. It's just uh, it was just really, you know, amazing to, to really grow up that way and really know and learn as much as I could, you know, having him right there with me throughout all those years of, of racing with him and racing the uh, for him. 
That's like uh, growing up getting an MBA year after year after year. <laughs> yeah, I mean it really is because it, he's an amazing wealth of knowledge, and and he and he, you know, I, I got to learn a lot of that from him, and then also my grandfather when he was alive. I mean, he was around quite a bit, and um, and he he obviously you know taught my dad a lot. No, I'm in business, and and it was good to to learn a lot from him also. How would you advise maybe a young person these days that wants to get into a racing career? Are there a couple? I mean, there's a lot of complexity to this question, of course, but is there a couple key things you might offer a young person that says, I want to go racing? Well, the thing is, you have to be, obviously, you have to be passionate about what you're doing for that. And obviously, it takes a lot to, uh, I'm not just saying monetary, but it takes a lot of dedication. And um, and, and this dedication is going to come with ups and downs throughout your career. And you can't give up. I mean, the, the, the one thing is, is if you're if you're making a commitment to, to race for the rest of your life, or at least part of your life, is you're, you're going to have to, you know, make that commitment and be, you know, the kind of driver that you want to be um, throughout your, your life lifestyle and everything. And, and, and it's going to, it's going to be tough sometimes. It really is. And, and whether it's the monetary side or whether it's, um, you know, the racing side, you know, you, you can't win all the time. And, and one thing that my dad taught me was that you can always look good. And, uh, and, and that's the one thing that sponsors really look at. And the one thing that, that sponsors really care about is, you know, your appearance, the way you, way you carry yourself, the way that, you know, your equipment looks, all that kind of stuff really comes into play. And, and, and I really believe, all that. Yeah, and I think it's absolutely right for someone like myself and other listeners today that follow racing. There's always those drivers that don't carry themselves well. They don't speak well. They say bad things about other people. They always blame everybody yeah. else. And you kind of start to feel right. like, well, you can have all the talent in the world, but I don't really like you that much. And your personality is not that exactly. great. Yeah, I think that's what you're talking about, right? Exactly. That's exactly what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Very good. We'll take a short break. Thank our sponsors again. When we come back. We're going to talk about a challenge, kind of a silly question to ask a racer, especially after what we just discussed, but I'm going to ask it anyway. So sit tight, keep the seatbelt strapped tight. We'll be right back. Auto Geeks Blackfire SiO2 Spray Sealant. It's a spray-on, wipe-off sealant that's quick, safe, and easy to clean and protect your vehicles. I love using it on all my cars. Auto Geek's Blackfire SiO2 spray sealant is a spray-on wipe-away sealant that uses SiO2 ingredients to provide a slick, brilliant, and long-lasting shine. Silicon dioxide is known to be one of the most effective ingredients in car care products, and Blackfire spray sealant takes advantage of every stunning feature it has to offer. This sealant will protect your paint from road film, dirt, and other common contaminants while providing an impeccable, long-lasting hydrophobic surface that forces water to sheet and bead on your paint for months. Go to autogeek.net to get yours and for the best product selections on the internet today, along with their skilled technical support. Autogeek.net is where I go for all my detailing needs. That's autogeek.net. Check them out today. Linkage. It's a new quarterly publication and website that covers the automotive market, driving, restoring, collecting, and discovering your passion for motor vehicles. Linkage is about experiences, opinions, and values. Linkage is an actual, informed, reasoned opinion based on first-hand experiences. A talented Linkage team covers the automotive world, the people who share your passion and mine, smart, considered, rational, and experienced opinions. Ones you can learn from and grow. 
That includes our passion that drives auctions and the collector car market. So come with me and join us on this journey. And be sure to use the code CARSYEAH when you subscribe and they'll give you $10 off. Boom! Linkage, geared for the automotive life. Subscribe today at LinkageMag.com. If you're listening to this program, there's a pretty good chance you believe what I believe, that the collector vehicles we love are more than just a means of getting from one place to the other. They're a part of our culture, our identity, and as a people, they bring us together at vintage races, classic car auctions, and thousand-mile rallies. That's why I support the RPM Foundation, which exists to ensure that the critical skills necessary to preserve and restore these important vehicles aren't lost to time. RPM stands for Restoration, Preservation, and Mentorship. And their goal is to inspire the next generation of vehicle restoration professionals through its outreach programs. And they include Shop Hop, Off to the Races, the RPM Future Class, and many others. These programs engage talented young people across the country and connect them with mentors and a variety of opportunities in the industry. For more information on how the RPM Foundation is driving the future of collector vehicles skill trade, visit rpm.foundation today. So let's talk about this big challenge question. It's kind of a silly question for racers, but it's important because these challenges face us with things that could cause failures, uh, catastrophes, difficult times. But what the most important part of this question is, is what did that particular situation teach you so you can move forward into a positive part of your life? So take us on a bit of a rough ride. Probably the roughest ride I ever had. And it was an actual crash. I mean, it was my, you know, 03 crash in my rookie year. And and obviously when I was having that amazing start to my rookie season and, and winning those five races out of the first 13, you know, and having the best start of the career, we were leading the points. And 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 I was going on a, a terror that, you know, obviously was, you know, you, you never know. But I mean, we could have won the championship that year. And, and, and it was unfortunate because I fractured my T3 vertebrae and separated it and was just out for the rest of the season but it was one of those things that I was determined to get back in the race car and determined to get my my body healthy again and get my mind right and and the one thing that that you really have to focus on is your mind and and know that you have to be ready for whatever these cars or whatever your job entails it brings you to be ready to go to that next level and and to be to be ready to go again and you know get back in the seat and be ready for whatever it's going to give you again so you know I was I was very focused I knew that I wanted to be back racing and and uh, and had the determination to to get back in and, and and try and win a championship that next year but I just was physically I wasn't able to get back in the car until the following year but but that was really that was really it I mean it was definitely my crash and and how I responded to it and and and, and really focused in on getting healthy in my mind right to get uh, jump back in the car and, and and race that next year you know you mentioned an important thing here and that is getting your mind right the mental part of it so many people athletes in particular talk about the mind the mental capacity is the key factor in being successful whatever sport that you're in and it's the same in business what are a couple ways that you did get your mind right to get over that hump of number one getting yourself healthy of course which means a good mindset about physical nature health and food and all that kind of thing but also to get over what might be that lingering thought of oh man what if this happens again and it's even worse what are some of the the ways you got your head straight 
Well, I just, I, I mainly focused in on doing the best that I could and not make the same mistake I did. So as a rookie, I made the mistake of not doing the throttle pedal the right way, not lifting, you know, when it was out of control. And basically, so I knew that I'm not going to make that mistake again. Mm-hmm. The other thing was, is it just like, you know, making sure that, you know, my, my head was in the right place as far as like, I knew that I wanted to race again. I mean, you know, some people have wrecks and they don't, they, they know that they're afraid and they're not going to get back in a car. Well, I didn't have that. I didn't have any of that in my head. So, um, you know, you have to be clear minded and ready to get back into these cars because these cars, they're, you know, 11,000 horsepower. (laughs) They're scary. They're they're legit. (laughs) They're legit cars that can kill you. And and it's something that you have to be focused on and everything. And so, you know, I I really just made sure that that I knew that that I wanted to be back in the race car. And and the one thing I knew that once the motor started that very first time that I was going to be back in in my home basically. And and I knew that that it was going to be the right fit for me. Yeah. Mindset. Important thing. Let's talk about a special vehicle in your life. This could be a street car or it could be one particular race car that you really have wonderful memories about. Take us on a bit of a bit of a fast pass here. Yeah. I don't know. I, uh, it's kind of, uh, that's kind of, one of my favorite cars was, I guess, my uh, my first car that I got as a graduation present from my dad, and that was my my '91 GT, my Mustang GT, and it was a five liter GT, and it it was awesome. I mean, it was just one of those fairy tale kind of things. As a kid, you're graduating high school, and your dad flies in to to come to graduation. He goes, "Hey, we're gonna go, we're gonna go look for a car," and I'm like, "Wait, what?" what? He's like, "Yeah, we're gonna." <laughs> We're 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 gonna get you get you a car and he's he's like what do you think you like and I was like well I you know one of my you know dream cars was at that time was a Mustang you know and I was like five liter Mustang I, you know yeah. it's got power it's hauls ass you know it's great so yeah. and so we went to the dealership and just picked a nice red one and and it was <laughs> uh, I drove it right off the lot and it, and I'm going to graduation the next day in this brand new Mustang GT so um, yeah it was it was awesome and that that's just one of those days that you just never forget as a kid and never forget uh, in your entire life and that was one of those one of those cars that uh, that I just kept uh, for a really long time and wish I did still have it to this day those things were cool I mean they didn't have a super lot of horsepower like what 220, 230 horsepower, but they had a lot of torque, right. like 300, yeah. 300 foot they pounds did. of torque. I mean, that's what made those things killer, right? I know, exactly. Yeah. Yep. Oh, lucky kid you are for sure. I know, Let's, I was. <laughs> well, he, you know, <laughs> I think your dad saw a, a probably a respectable young man that wasn't going to get a, a little bit too crazy because not too many dads would go do that with a, a kid that just graduated, that's for sure. But he taught right. you, he taught you <laughs> yeah. well. So let's crawl into your skull a little bit here and be your car psychologist. If you were reading incarnated manifest as a vehicle what would you be and why this isn't what you want to be though this is how you perceive yourself brandon the the guy in the mirror mm, that's a good question i think uh maybe like a 69 camaro Ooh, you know okay. just because it's just such a it's such an iconic um you know car that, but it's like it's got some you know some some meat to it and, um but yet it's uh it's classic and and uh and can just roll up on anybody and and not know you know what's inside of it and you know and just uh just got some some really nice lines to it but yet i i know that you know you can don't mess with me that this can be serious here yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well yeah i guess for a guy like you now it's probably got to be an ss right i would think oh yeah definitely yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. You know, such a great era for those cars. I mean, 68, 69 was just so yep. delightful. And I had a friend 
up the street whose dad was the general manager at City Chevrolet in Mission Bay, San Diego, where I grew up. And his dad was so nice. And he said, hey, Mark, when are you getting your driver's license? And I said, well, uh, next week. So he brought home a brand new Z28 for me and said, you can nice. you can take this to get your driver's license in. And if you pass, you can keep it for a week. Now, I don't know if he had, he was a car salesman. So maybe he thought my parents would buy me a car like that. There's no way they would. Yeah, but, yeah, uh, yeah, right. But yeah. I remember that thing was bright yellow. I pulled up to the DMV in San Diego and this guy comes out. You listeners who've heard this before, bear with me. But it's such a great story. And he had his clipboard and he looks at this car. He looks at me, gets in, he looks over at me and he goes, this your car, kid. And I said, no, sir, my neighbor loaned it to me. And he goes, your neighbor loaned you a brand new Z28 to take your driving test in? And I said, yes, sir. I said, and he said, if I pass, I get to keep it for a week. So I sure hope I pass. And he said, yeah, I sure hope you pass too. Uh, yeah, I passed. Yeah, exactly. I passed, but I was quite, well, nice. quite nervous because I had only driven that thing. Oh, I'm sure you were. One day before. But uh, I tell you, I hated giving that thing up at the end of that week. That was a tough deal. I'm sure you did. Oh. Oh, yeah, ended up buying a car from him for 600 bucks. It was a 67 Chevy Nova four-door, total grainy car. No, uh, wasn't wow. wasn't quite the Camaro, but you know what? It got me to the beach, so I'm hey, grateful. That's right. It got you around. Yeah, that's for sure. So let's share great. a great book with our listeners that you've really enjoyed reading. <laughs> You're going to love this. Um, I, I don't. I don't read, honestly. I uh, do not. I never have. I wrote, I read books as, you know, obviously studied and everything in college, but, uh, but I do not just read not books, your thing. Um, as a, as a, it's not my thing. I don't, I don't do it. I just, uh, well, I, how about, I, is there I, maybe, I listen to music. I, maybe some car magazines you like to get? I mean, there's a few of those left. These I don't days. even No. I know. It's funny. I don't even, I don't even look at those to be honest, hardly. <laughs> um, I, I, I really don't. Um, sometimes, I'll look at Racer Magazine if it comes into the office or something, but um, for the most part, I don't. I don't like reading anything, to be honest. I I watch movies and I and I and I listen to music, and that's about it. Well, fair enough. Well, you know, Racer Magazine mm-hmm. is is cool. I mean, I had Paul Fanner, who's the uh, founder president. And, uh, you know, Racer, Racer Media, Racer Magazine and so forth. So, uh, yeah, yeah, he was a guest on the yeah, show, good. but uh, but I understand. So let's go on the ultimate drive, something you've done, probably the ultimate race down the, the drag strip. But I'm going to allow you to yeah. go on the ultimate drive. I'm going to buy you any vehicle in the world. I'm going to send it anywhere in the world you'd like to go drive. And you get to take somebody with you, even somebody from the past who isn't with us anymore these days. For a guy like you that likes to go down a drag strip real quick, what does a, an ultimate drive look like for you? Mm, that's a good question too. Um, I would say probably a Bugatti. Oh gosh. And, uh, you don't and, like to go fast at all, do you? <laughs> no, uh-uh. yeah, it's gotta be that. And I would say probably somewhere, um, you know, out maybe in, in the desert, you know, somewhere maybe in Doha or something that you okay. can just, the, their roads over there are just unbelievably flat and straight and yeah. you can just get on it and just go forever and not worry about any kind of, uh, any kind of issues with, uh, anything and just, you know, see what it can do. Wow. So now, now who would you like to good. take for a ride in that Bugatti? Yeah, that that's kind of a that's that's kind of a hard question there too. I don't know. Um I'd be kind of 
kind of tough. I'd say, I'd say maybe my grandfather. It'd be kind of yeah. fun to have him back and, and take him oh, for a ride in that thing because he was always, always coming to our races and everything. And it was always cool to, to have him around and everything. So I'd like to have him back and, and, uh, and be able to, to, to take him on that ride. Can you imagine taking somebody from your grandfather's generation, putting him in a new Bugatti? And take, I mean, I know, right? They would just go, "What? <laughs> how many yeah, he, horsepower? He would, he, how much does this cost?" Yeah, and how much? How much does this cost? <laughs> oh my gosh! Exactly right. Yeah, that would that would yeah, raise an eyebrow or two. Cool. That'd be pretty fun. Well, you've taken us on an awesome ride today, Brandon, and I, I can't thank you enough for spending some time with us today. This has been great. Before I let you go, though, could you share maybe some words of wisdom, inspiration for our listeners? Yeah, the only thing I could say is just uh, you know keep grinding at it. Um, you know, obviously in this world of um, <clears throat> of sponsorships and uh, and racing and everything, it's uh, it's tough sometimes. But um, if you just keep keep at it and keep uh, racing and keep trying your best to be up there and and do you know everything you can to uh, to to succeed, then um, I think that you'll you'll one day feel that you've done it. So just keep grinding at it and and go after it, bud. Yep, yep. never give up. How can people learn more about Lucas Oil? Uh, go to our website. Our website's, you know, real informative, um, lucasoil.com. And, um, and we're, we've got a great website that you can look at all of our products and everything. And, um, and, and obviously, you know, we're in all kinds of stores. We're in O'Reilly's, we're in AutoZones, we're um, pretty much everywhere. You can, uh, Walmart's, we're in all of it. So, um, you know, obviously you can pick up any of our products in those, uh, those stores, but, um, but lucasoil.com has got a wealth of knowledge and on online and everything. But, um, yeah, we love our, our products and we love our, uh, our consumers and we try to do as best we can for everybody. Absolutely. Uh, easy to find Lucas Oil. And of course, if you missed my talk with Morgan Lucas, uh, you can go back and find him on the Car Show website. He was guest number 2039. Interesting talk with Morgan. And of course, growing up in a family with a father like Forrest and what that brand means to him and how the company was started and where they're taking it. Great to talk with Morgan as well. I want to do a shout out. Thank you to Amy DeMuth at Rad Strategies for introducing me to Brandon. Amy, thank you for bringing me another great guest. Brandon, thanks for being so generous today with your time and your expertise and sharing your fast-paced world with our listeners. What a life you've had, my friend. Until you and I talk again, yeah, you got it. I'll see you down the road. That That is if I can keep up. <laughs> yeah, you got it, man. <laughs> and don't forget that Lucas Oil is a sponsor of Hot August Nights. To learn more and plan your trip to this fantastic event, go to hotaugustnights.net. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to carsyeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah!